T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now, that's not a normal pop sound. That's a heavy pop. That's a crowler pop right there. Uh, we have been uh, given a gift from a loyal P1 of the podcast and a friend of the podcast, I will say. Friend of ours. We have, uh, we've gone out to Hood River and uh, hung with him at Double Mountain a couple of times. JR dropped us a couple of Double Mountain fresh hops and also brought along with him some Thunder Island fresh hops as he was uh, passing Thunder Island on the way here to drop off beer. Little gorge love over yes. here. So, uh, I don't know why there's no Washington side, though. Well, probably because he was driving on 84. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Thank you so much, JR. I will say this. There have many, been many of you, I want to preface with this before we get into it. I'm not mad. I just want to, I just got to say this. There are many of you that give us gifts, and we are very, very happy and appreciative of those gifts. Always. However, I do not work at Berlick. Mike, do you work at Berlick? I do not work at Berlick. Therefore, it's not the best. They didn't say anything. They don't care because they're great people. But it's not the best to drop off gifts for us there. I would recommend either at the station or you can drop it off the Grains of well, Wrath in North Portland. He asked me. He was going to be at the Aladdin dropping beer. And he's like. Which I just drove by and there's like a huge line outside. He said. I think it's because we said we were going there this week. Right. He's like. Do you mind if I just drop it there for you? I was like. He's. You know. I, I know the bartender there. Like they, they'll leave it behind the bar for you. Mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah. I guess that's probably the best place right now because I, I thought we were going there this week. Right. Right. So, and I don't have an issue with it. This isn't a JR thing. I just want it. Just reminded me to shoot to those of you out there in podcast land that love us and do awesome things for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But for future reference, that's that's mostly my fault. It's okay. It's okay because I approved. Said Nothing against JR. He's a homie. He knows the industry. He knows what's up. That one's good. I just wanted to take the opportunity right. to. Just because Share he dropped it at Berlick doesn't mean you should drop it at Berlick. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes. Um, the reason we are not at Berlick is, frankly, just our own issues schedule-wise. Uh, Patrick is doing, for this month, uh, more radio than mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. And he is in the radio studio from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I am in the radio studio from 3 p.m. until 7 to 10 p.m., depending <laughs> on what day I'm here. 
So the time to record the podcast is frankly non-existent, except <laughs> this little for, spot we found right now for Wednesday nights from seven to eight in between our baseball show and the end of my radio shift. So we cannot be going down and going to Bear Lake and doing an hour episode and all that kind of stuff at this moment. And then we sit around and drink for another hour. Yes, and... uh, I would like to go do it, but and uh, we will do it. Yes, it is just not uh, not exactly doable at this very moment. Plus, I am out of town this weekend. We probably would have done it like this Saturday, right. but uh, I am in New Jersey for my cousin's wedding. I know. I was about to ask, oh, you want to do it this Saturday? And then I forgot that I'm working for you on yes, Friday. Yes, you are filling in for me on Friday. <laughs> as, uh, I'm going to go watch my cousin get married on the Jersey Shore. That's so awesome. That'll be cool. Um, so we will have uh, these two Fresh Hop Spears. Is this our final Freshies episode, or are we going to probably do one more, you think? Um, we usually do three. It's like a nice little bow. But, yeah, I, uh, I still want to get the Crosby crew in. Yeah. Um, we could do that after we do our finale of Beer of the Week. Um, but it doesn't have to be a fresh hop. That could be an agriculture episode. Yes, it could. Because those guys make products that so, grow from the ground. And we can ask questions about fresh hops. But right. It does not need to be a fresh hop episode. Right. So but Yeah, so I'd say this is our last this one. This is the final fresh hop episode of 2021. In terms of uh, beers that I drank this week... Uh, I did go to Berlick. I had a friend from high school mm. who texted me, who I have not seen since my wedding, uh, and was also your first wedding. Yes. Hey. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> my first. Yes. My my original your wedding, only wedding. My only wedding at, up until this point. <laughs> yes. Um. He was there, but you know it's the wedding, and you see people for like five seconds. Uh. Since then, I had I had not seen him like for many years prior to that. He texted me and was like, "Hey." I'm going to be in Portland with my fiance for a wedding. Do you want to meet up if you still live there? I said, yes. And I was trying to think of a place that was open late that I wanted to bring him because it was, uh, we went on a Thursday when I wasn't off till 8 PM and, uh, Bear Lake was open till 10 and it's close to the station. So I was like, Hey, let's go down to Bear Lake. They got great Detroit style pizza at ranch pizza. there. obviously one of the best breweries in the city. Uh, so I went there and, uh, met him. I had their fresh, uh, fresh hot punk rock time on draft. I had uh, their Fresh Hop Hop Man on draft mm -hmm. and their Fresh Hop Nugs on draft. And then I purchased a four-pack of Fresh Hop ESB and Fresh Hop Hop Man. And I will tell you this right now, the best Fresh Hop beer I have had the entire Fresh Hop season is that double IPA. <clears throat> That's that, awesome. That Hop Man is hitting me just where I want it. Um, it I, I think the extra ABV, the extra boozy character kind of kind of helps boost that fresh hop flavor a little bit it kind of makes it a little stand out a little bit more and uh, at least uh, at least in that specific one so i've really really enjoyed that uh we do have the fresh hop esb in the box but we're not doing it on the podcast today that's also really cool i had i just had i stopped uh at Berlick before this to pick up the box and chatted with rick again about fresh hop stuff because boy he is such a thrill to talk to about fresh hops <laughs> that i can't get enough of it and I had myself half a pint of the ESB Fresh Shop and was like, "Yeah, buddy. this is an ESB for IPA drinkers. This beer rules. Yep. Uh, so I had that and uh, and the Hot Man in my fridge. I've gone through most of those. I also tried uh, the Fresh Hop Fremont, which is the like from, it's called like from farm to fresh. From farm to ferment. Ferment. Um, they've been they've been doing it for a while. Yes, I recognize. They usually it. do five or six varieties. I recognized it, and I thought that one was really, really, really good as well. Is that the one that had Sabro in it? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's said on the label or not, or if or if I even paid attention. It but may it have been one good. of those. It was good. I also had two breaksides. 
Uh, I'm going to throw this out there now. <laughs> do it. Do it. I don't work there. Do it. I absolutely despise <laughs> that their idea of Fresh Hot Marketing this year was to not put anything on the GD labels. It's like slightly different color palette. Yeah, the hop is a different color. <laughs> How on earth am I supposed to know what I'm drinking? Look at the bottom, Michael. I, I on, Like on the bottom of the can? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's real. Like oh, I should know to look at the bottom of the can. Well, I knew that. Why? Because you used to work there. Yeah, you right. jerk. Yeah, that's why I knew that. It's stupid. Uh, I had Breakside IP. The only reason I knew what the hell I was drinking was because it said it at Market of Choice under the beer. Oh, thanks, buds. It said, "Thanks, MOC." It said Fresh Hop IPA under one, and I think it said like Classic IPA or something. Okay. And then the other mm-hmm. one said something that I I swear said like Cryo. But I don't know what on earth I was drinking. Uh, they were both very good. Okay. I will say that. And I tried to remember which color hop was which because I didn't read the bottom of the can because I didn't know that I needed to read the bottom of the can to find out what stupid beer I'm drinking. But uh, Suck it, losers. That beer was awesome. It was really good. I'm just really angry about the marketing of it. Like, don't... Like, you, the one you brought into me, it was the first one that we had way, like, weeks ago, and it was Fresh Hop Wanderlust or something. Uh, or Wanderjack. It was Fresh Hop Wanderjack. Wanderjack, yeah. And... You you handed me the can and I was like, thankfully you know what this is because this can doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. It just says 2021 Fresh Hop. <laughs> Hello, am I crazy? Uh, I need help. Help me, please, <laughs> Daddy. Um, I should not have said that. <laughs> is it better if I say mommy? <laughs> uh, might be worse. You're going from you're going from like uh, the thick world to like the Oedipus world, mm. and both are not great. True. Parents, help, please. Is that safer? I need an adult. You know what? No. Daddy and mommy, please help. I'm leaning into it. Um, so that was my week in beer, Fresh Hop Wise. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying I, I It's funny that we're starting to see more now mm-hmm. as we complained two weeks ago that we weren't yeah, seeing yeah, enough. Yeah, they're like everywhere now. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I've, I, that's what I had this week as my week in beer. I'm also, I also bought an Obsidian Stout six pack and it tastes like. <laughs> and here I am drinking dark beer. What up? <laughs> Always. Uh, my mine's pretty quick and straightforward. I had a I had a, another fest beer as I am quietly powering through the fests that are going around, despite it being fresh hop season. I had the Rosenstadt uh, fest beer. Great, a more traditional Oktoberfest. A little darker, a little more maltier, a little fuller mouthfeel. Um, but I really dug it. Um, as that's what's been really fun about the fest beer style is everyone's kind of doing them differently. Whether it's a Mertzen, a Fest, or an Oktoberfest, or an American fill-in-the-blank, uh, I've been really enjoying uh, that that chase that I've been doing. Had a couple fresh hops. Um, I had uh, Occidental's Northwest Pilsner fresh hopped that I thought was really good. Big hop character to it. I just had the Berlick ESB that's like, boy, if you're an IPA drinker that doesn't like malty beer, go get yourself some of that. It will rock your socks off. I thought that was really fun for a non-hop forward beer. That's the October Fresh will probably always live in infamy for me just because I've become attached to it. But that Fresh Hop ESP was really good. And then I have had, oh, and I also snuck in some Punk Rock Fresh. Uh, and then I had my best Fresh Hop of the year so far. I had it last night. I got off work. I got home. I was sitting in bed. There's a new, newish television show on HBO called Tacoma FD. Oh, I've seen ads for that. It is with the Broken Lizard guys, a couple of the cats from Super Troopers. 
Uh, Beer fest. Yeah, it is dad joke upon dad joke, so naturally I'm like way into it and (laughs) should have been to sleep an hour earlier than I was last night, but I've been kind of really digging that. Uh, But I sat there and cracked one. I have a Sun River Fresh Hop green initiative in my fridge that I will most likely dabble in tonight. Mm, I don't think I've seen that one yet. So I haven't tried that one, but I had... Breakside Wanderlust Fresh Hop. Now, I am biased. Wanderlust, for the longest time in my life, has been a desert island beer for me. As far as hobby beer goes, when Wanderlust hits, that's kind of my jam. And the Fresh Hop, there was like no inkling of a Fresh Hop beer in it. It was just a very great, aggressively hop-forward, yet balanced IPA. And... You can take the kid out the game, but you can't take the game out the kid sometimes. And I am still a supper, sup, super. What do you call it? You're a sucker? No, 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 no. The uh, simp. I am a simp. Oh, there you go. I'm still a simp. I still eat supper for Breakside. <laughs> I, I, I am old. <laughs> I'm very aware of this. Uh, I am still a simp for the Breakside product as I thought that West Coast was great. Checking in on a couple of Instagram stuff from y'all out there. Uh, our resident Holy Mountain bro has checked in once again. Uh not just a Saison brewery with a share of their post. They got a couple fresh hop, hoppy, hop forward beers that... Uh, Clear, I imagine? I, I'm not sure. I didn't really look into it because I don't drink hoppy beer from a Saison brewery. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> now it's just a game. Like, I'm sure they're great, but now it's just like a fun game. And uh was told we'll get a care package next time over here so there's that to look forward to and then our resident brothers expert john uh told me he had fresh up thunder cone pale ale from mcminimins said it was pretty good this year and he picked up a four pack oh wow so good enough to pick up a four pack so that could be something fun something kind of off the beaten path that we don't really think of you know they're obviously built for their entertainment value uh, you know, and some of their spirits and th- and wine and things like that, that, uh, you know, I, I, I trust you listeners. I mean, if you guys are out there listening to this and you're trying beers, I'm more than willing. I'm always willing to try stuff. So Fresh Hop Thundercone from McMinimins. I'm going to try to see if I can find some. Very cool. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us is our main hub. We can find us also on Twitter at Beers on Us Pod and Facebook.com slash Beers on Us. Our personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDiddy085 on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Odyssey app, Omni, Stitcher, TendingToTheFan.com. And uh, if you have not done so, do so. It helps us out. And uh, I've noticed, uh, you know, I keep an eye a little bit on the numbers per episode. Feels like we could take in a little jump recently. Ooh, hello. A, thank l- you. A little jump, like maybe like 10, 15 more frequent listeners. So welcome to the jungle. If you are a new listener, hello. Welcome. Hopefully you uh, stick around. And uh, there's a lot for you to catch up on. There's a lot for you to catch <laughs> up on. And if you don't want to, that's okay. It and makes me, uh, it, anyway, it, we'll just meet you next time we go out somewhere for the, for the listeners. It's kind of one of those things, like one of my favorite television shows of all time is I like create the super nerdum conversation right here. One of my favorite television shows, like without a doubt, one of my favorite television shows of Battlestar all time Galactica. is Battlestar Galactica. And I always think about like when you're old and like say one day I'm in my 70s, 80s, 90s and I get diagnosed with cancer. Okay. And I have to sit in a hospital bed for two weeks straight. 
I almost wish I never watched Battlestar Galactica so that I could have something that would bring me so much joy in a time of pain. Mm. And that's kind of how I feel if you're new to this podcast. Like, there's so much before that if you like what we're doing, there's so much before that's like, there's some really cool stuff. And I don't say that because my name's on the podcast. I say that because we, over the last two, three years, there have been some episodes that you and I have gotten done, and we've been doing this stuff for a long time, that you and I got done, and we were like, that's good. Yep. That's good. And also, just our palates have changed so drastically. It's exactly. You'll get to hear little baby Mike not know anything about craft beer in the beginning. What is dry hopping? Yes, to now, <laughs> you know, being all over the board and, and liking lagers, which is something I never used to like at mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. like really becoming a crispy boy, mm-hmm. uh, way less into the malts, way more into the hops than I used to be, although I was still, of course, always go back to my go-to stouts. And then, I mean, you've learned a lot, too. You you have Your palate has certainly changed. I think when Definitely. we started, you were like... Very narrow and strict in what mm-hmm. you drank, and mm-hmm. you have certainly widened your view quite a bit. Very much so, and in some ways forced by me. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Here's and- our beer of the week, Patrick. It's a red, and you're going to drink it. Oh God! <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I I got really lucky working for you know the fine folk at Breakside, and I'm at Grains of Wrath now, and despite both being you know highly acclaimed breweries and, and, you know, GABF awards galore and stuff like that. Uh, We make beer at grains very differently than the cats at breaks. I do. And I was worried there for a while that I had kind of, my palate had shifted to what my company was, which is dangerous. I mean, they make great beer, but even they, you know, anybody would acknowledge this, that you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. And so now that I am stepped away from them, and you I'm can using, pigeonhole yourself in a different No, <laughs> no, no. I've used that experience to be able to look at grains as, honestly, just another brewery. And I have to, like, even when I'm working, I take less beer home, not because it's not good, but because I need, I don't want to fall back into that trap. And it's not a break, so I think it's a me thing. It was very much a me thing that walked into that. Where it was like 90% of your beer at home was Breakside beer. Right, because I was just like, oh my God, this is so good. I can't stop drinking it. And it kind of narrowed my vision a little bit, even though they, they make fantastic beer, you know, world class. So I've tried even now in my own personal life, in my professional life, to give it some love. So the Fresh Hop beers in front of us right now, we have Double Mountain Killer Red which uh, we chose over the Killer Green because we have been talking about fresh hop in non-IPA styles a lot this year. And this is the probably the OG fresh hop in a non-IPA style. This has been out for so many years in a row. This is the first fresh hop beer I ever had. I believe it beer was... Beer I ever yes, had. I believe it was also the first fresh hop beer I ever had because when I started drinking craft beer here... It was malt. I wanted malt. I mm-hmm. wanted red. I wanted stout. I wanted porter. And this was a red. And it was an IRA, but it was a red. And it was fresh hop. And it was like, oh, I'll try that. Sure. Um, but it's it's an IRA. This is not a style I have seen done fresh hopped anywhere other than Double Mountain. It's it's probably because it's like, oh, hey, you want to do that that hoppy red? No, man. Double Mountain does that. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, see ya. Right. Well, it's uh, it's, it's always Which is like what I like to think about the barrel guys. Hey, you want to fresh hop the CSP? No, we can't do the barrel guys do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to fresh hop the stout? Yeah, we can. Nobody else does that. Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody. 
Um, so uh, we chose this, and then the uh, we'll get to the second beer once we wrap this uh, the tasting of this up. Both of us have gotten pretty close to the end of our glass just from sipping here. Fresh hops from the Willamette Valley come straight off the behind directly to the brewery. Dewy forest, red apple, and fruited pine aromas take the wheel while Ruby Hue rides shotgun. Now, I will say, this reminds me a lot of uh, one of the ones we had last week, which I believe was the level beer, Mm -hmm. Okay, um, where the fresh hops are not like coming through in a way where I'm like, there's the fresh hop, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's adding like a burst of flavor to what would normally be a more like uh one notes the wrong word but a more like smooth palette red right like you, you have some dude yeah you have an amber and it's like this is easy to drink mm-hmm. i get some uh some mild flavor flavors of caramel or whatever and it's like or a little malt okay that this just kind of pops it a little bit more it's like i still get what you look for in an ira but i get a little bit more like of a fruity little burst in the middle of the palate and we've been seeing that with fresh hop beers now I am more than willing to admit that some of it is trust your brewer. Yeah. You know, there are fresh hop beers out there. I, I'm sure I, I can't name anything off the top. Plus, I'm not here to bash on people's styles by any means or processes. But that's what we've been noticing in the evolution of fresh hop is that it's not necessarily about getting you that hop flavor right in your face it's more about taking that base beer and elevating its flavor profile just giving it that extra what I, what i will say though and this has been across the board better than it has in any year that i've had fresh hops is the noses on all the fresh hop beers that i've had for the moment well, paul most of the fresh hop beers that i've had have been spectacular it's like it's like, hey, come on down for a journey of really, really over-the-top dank hoppiness. And then you take a sip, and it's like, just kidding. That's the nose. We're way more refined than that. We're a little bit fancy, and we're just going to give you a tiny bit of flavor. So that I, I've enjoyed the I, – I, I pour it, and it sits on my kitchen counter before – like I usually pour it while I'm making dinner. And then it sits on my kitchen counter, and I'm like – smelling it across the kitchen like, ooh, <laughs> that smells good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I mean, I'm really, this, this is the OG, you know, it's such a funny thing, it, even when I go there, you know, because me and the lady were there not too long ago, and, you know, my best friend and I, we're, we're OG Double Mountain guys, and Double Mountain is, 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 is they're, they're such a special brewery in my heart that when I'm there, especially when I'm there, or when I'm drinking their beer, it's really hard for me to judge their beer if I'm just being honest. If I really need to like focus, if it's like test time and it's like gun to my head, I need you to tell me what do you think about this beer? I can do that. But this brewery is such a sentimental value to me that when I taste beers, I'm just like, yeah, baby. Well, it's the same for Deschutes for me because yeah. that was the first yeah, one that same, I came same to. Same idea. And like, I, I, do I go to Deschutes as often anymore? No. Yeah. Do I go to Double Mountain as often anymore? No. But uh, well, especially because Hood River is just blowing up with options. Uh, well, and that's a you know a way. Yeah. Like you're not like, hey, I'm going to go take a, a trip down to the bar at Hood River tonight. It's only an hour. Yeah. Well. Yeah. At night, I'm saying. You get home from work, you're not driving to Hood River. Oh, yeah, this beer's good. <laughs> it's how I feel about the shoes. Like, it's when I bought ra- the... It, it's raining on 84. I got this. When I when I, 
<laughs> when I bought the Obsidian Stout this week, I was like, I was looking, it was Safeway. I was like, eh, none of this really jumps out of me. And then I walked down and I saw that. I was like, hmm, they have a lot of fresh hop beers. How about a little counteracting uh, Obsidian Stout? And it's delightful. And it's it will always have a special place in my heart. Um, okay, second beer that we are having in front of us is from Thunder Island Brewing. This is the Fresh Hop Yaya Yi uh, Juicy IPA with Fresh Strata. Uh, when you say juicy and I pour this in a glass and can see through it, all right, all right, I'm intrigued. Now, JR did text me that you guys will like the juicy. Okay. A.K.A. Uh, he knew that it would be up our alley. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Thunder is Island, like by the Ty way, Cobb Alley, or is it, like what kind of alley is this? If you look about, oh, where are they? It's like three quarters of the way down the wall. We did like a week or two where it was like three or four Thunder Island beers. Oh no, it's way at the bottom. There were the remember the forest IPA. Remember uh, that the yeah, blue remember can. Remember the forest. Yeah. There's a couple over there that we did. Okay. It was when they just started canning in COVID because everyone started canning. And I was like, oh, my God, these beers. Remember, the forest was fantastic. I remember being blown away by that I beer. Do, I do, too. Um, and what was the Mexican lager we had from them, too? Oh, that was really good, That too. was really good, too. I can't remember the name of that one, but that was really, really good as well. It's probably down there somewhere. Uh, but since that little burst of uh, beers came in, in cans, either they haven't been canning as often or I just haven't seen it as much. I haven't really had Thunder Island beer in like five or six months at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. My homeboy was just out at their spot and just could not stop raving about how awesome the place is. And so obviously I want to go. Us as a podcast want to go. Well, we kind of had a half open invite because we were going to go before COVID. And then uh, we we got a, a we got a DM from one of the people who worked there and was mm-hmm. like, hey, join our mailing list. And it was like, okay. But beyond that, it was like, we haven't heard. But apparently, uh, again, from JR, thank you, he talked about us to them, and they were like, oh, yeah, we know the podcast. We want to have them out. So cool. at some point, we will be making our way down to Cascade Locks. That sounds great. But, uh, yeah, this is the Fresh Hop Yaya Yi Juicy IPA with Fresh Strata. And I kind of I got the same vibe when I poured it. I smelled it right away. It, it's like you don't have to stick your nose in to smell it. Right. It's just prevalent once you pour it in the glass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, we're 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 crunched for time. I'm just going to be honest here, and I and I kind of wanted to get in this as this is our last uh, fresh hop episode. Um, I, I I've spent a lot. I had a good conversation with Rick today, and we were talking about kind of like the marketing sales of fresh hop. And he mentioned this. I mean, I don't think this. You know, we both agree this number is probably not accurate. But obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're into fresh hop. But if you start thinking about the average consumer of fresh hop beer drinkers what do you think the percentage is that gives an s about fresh hop 20 percent, maybe even less than that maybe even less than that i mean maybe in this city <clears throat> it's more right but or in the northwest in general i mean most of the people that i know who are beer drinkers they don't have any clue what time of year it is what beer comes out here it's like yeah i'll have that like oh i went to a uh i went to a bottle shop i went to a bar what's on the menu I'll have this IPA. I don't know what it is. I don't know the brewery, but this the tasting notes sound good. So then that is me, such a large majority of, right. of so consumers. Then me, so then let me ask you this question. We play this podcast a little odd couple-esque. I mean, you and I are getting closer and closer and closer to each other as the years go on. But when we started, we were quite far apart. And we play this podcast in a kind of novice-verse uh, experience, mm-hmm. which that gap is... Shrinking, shrinking, which is awesome, which is a really cool progression for us. So 
my curiosity is if we play this podcast to be somebody, and this is a little behind the scenes. I actually haven't talked with Mike about this off the air. But if if we shrink this down and start thinking about, we've always built this podcast for the average consumer mm-hmm. slash the industry. So we try to balance with both. Yeah. So when we talk about fresh hop, and this is all, this is just a question. Are we eliminating those that don't care, which could be 80 plus percent of the consumers that could be listening to this podcast? Uh, no, I Are don't we think alienating? so. No, I don't think so. I think we're teaching. Um, Riding that education vibe, because you know that's how I feel. Well, and I mean, we've, we've always said that from day one was education first. I mean, it's it's not like explicitly education, but I'll I'll take one of our 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 most uh, active listeners in terms of talking to us is Taylor. Yeah, uh, he made a whole uh, Excel file with like our tasting notes on oh, the beers right. and stuff. I like, totally forgot that was so rad. Like it was fantastic. When I met him for the first time at our Barrelic gathering a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was talking to him and his his girlfriend or fiance or bride or you know whatever the relationship partner. his partner, and uh, she said that he wasn't even a beer guy until he found your podcast, and now he's learning a lot about beers and he he looks for certain types of things and all that kind of stuff, and <clears throat> because of that now that that may be unique to Taylor, but my imagination is or I imagine it's not unique to him. I imagine that if you stumbled across the podcast, whether you're a fan of us on sports radio and you wanted to listen to the podcast, sure. or if you just stumbled across it because you like beer and you live in Portland, um, I would imagine that us talking about certain beers has pushed people into different realms of craft beer to try, and that would be included in Fresh Hop. It's just such an interesting concept because I know my previous employer, my current employer, and my friends in the industry, this is such a hectic, chaotic, stressful, all-hands-on-deck situation, yet we're only appealing, quote-unquote, to such a small percentage that it's just got me kind of thinking of the question, the, the large, undescript question of why. Well, I think there's you know a, what I mean. No, I, like, know, exactly I know the what you mean. I know the answer because we're way into this. We live in a neighborhood that has no. We, I, we live in an area that has the uh, the the exposure to these fresh ingredients. I think it's more than that, though, and and this is something you know. This could be uh, kind of laughed at or scoffed at or whatever, but a lot of it's marketing, man. When you have a twenty four, when you have a twenty four seven marketing cycle. Kind of like where we are with news, well, whether I mean, it's politics, sports, whatever. Well, that's where we are with all companies. There's right. social media. You're on marketing 24-7, right? Exactly. Um, after a while, promoting your core brands no longer moves the needle. Yeah, you, you're not getting new Pallet Jack drinkers. People that love Pallet Jack How many are times can you away. take a picture of Pallet Jack and say, hey, come to Barley Browns? <laughs> but- Fresh Hop. Hey, you should still go to Barley Browns. That beer rules. Uh, yes, but I know what you mean. But Fresh Hop gives you a month of new beer, exciting beer. Mm-hmm. It's a small window. It's contained in a month and a half, and it's you. If you want Fresh Hop, you got to get it now. And it's a bubble that it creates. You're... It creates urgency. Okay, and I think that also helps. I think that's another uh, another thought process of it. It's the same thing with like 
uh, with like barrel aged stouts. Mm-hmm. When everyone releases their barrel aged stouts, when you start getting into the winter and you get like this is this many years old or whatever, and it's like look at this special release that we have, and look at th- like you're cre- you got to have these like things on your calendar that build buzz, uh, especially this day and age. And even for people who don't know about Fresh Hop or care about Fresh Hop, you know what they are seeing on Instagram if they follow your brewery? Brand new beer coming out. Look at this picture of us at the hop farm getting the hops fresh for you. Like, it keeps that in their mind. Even if they don't know what Fresh Hop is, even if they don't care about that beer, they're going to say, oh, Thunder Island just posted about this brand new beer that they did with all these hops that are just from down the street. That's pretty cool. Next time I'm driving out to the gorge, I'll stop at Cascade Locks and try Thunder Island. Doesn't mean you care about the fresh hop. It just is putting them in the front of your mind. So I'll get you out on this. You like that radio transition? I'll get you out on this. I'm a guest now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we live in we live in a beer world that is kind of bubble oriented per time of the year. Right. Sure. You get in. You get into the winter. You're seeing barrel aged stouts. You're seeing Dunkels, Schwarz, that kind of stuff like that. The maltier, kind of warmer winter kind ales, of stuff. Yeah. And then you get to May, April, and you're starting to see Mexican lagers and lighter beers and summer IPAs, which is just a cheating word for session IPA, uh, and that kind of stuff. And so you're saying that the fresh hop bubble, as we're about to walk into the fest bubble is just the most popular bubble of all the bubbles. Or maybe the most urgency bubble. I mean, urgency, yes. Popular, no. It's just just another way to market your brewery and get people thinking about you, I think. And for those of us who love the beer, the 15-20%, we also know that it's a fantastic time to have the beer because it's well-made and the fresh hops are interesting and it changes the beers that you like. But for that other 80%, it's just another way to get them thinking about your brewery. Just like we play both sides in the podcast, mm-hmm. the brewers have to play both sides too. Yeah, we're going to appeal to us, the brewer and the hardcore craft beer fan in the city that knows all the ins and outs, but we're also going to have to appeal to the person who walks in off the street and goes, what's your uh, lightest lager? You know, I want that. You got to do both. So it kind of plays both cards. Mike Lynch joins us on the show today. He is the host of the Beers on Us podcast. He's also the producer of the number one sports talk radio show in Portland. He comes from Jersey, Syracuse grad. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anytime, guys. Anytime. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. Um, all right. So, 6'3, 225. Uh, <laughs> way more weight than that and one more inch than that. More like 6'4, 290. Ding. Boy. um anyway so uh that's the fresh hop beer in terms of this beer by the way this is as you completely steamrolled the the beer sip on that uh this is another example of a well-crafted current fresh hop just elevates because it's not over the top with the fresh hop flavor it's just a good classic ipa with like little pockets of extra flavor in there yeah if you told me this was just a uh double dry hopped ipa I'd, I'd buy it. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. Not, not, I and don't by mean, the way, it's I don't, really I don't good. Mean, I don't mean retail buy it, but if you told me, yeah, it's just a double dry hopped West Coast IPA that we double dry hopped with Strata, I'd be like, wow, this is great. Yep. Instead of, you know, it's it's just, yeah, it's that elevation. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this sucker up with the final Beer of the Week tasting in this year's version of Beer of the Week from Barrel Lake. Day 28 of the Hazy is next. This is Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer 
Beer of the Week time! Here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. It's That's so funny when you crack a can after a crowler, how different they sound. It's uh, it's way better out of the can. You think and, so? Yes. Oh man, the crowler's got like girth. Well, yeah. It's and like, we all know how important... I am man, I like fire. We, we all know how important <laughs> girth is. Uh, it's way more important than length, uh, as far as I've been told. But... Uh, the, Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> but the uh, the can just gives you way more of that pop noise. I think so too. It's like it's like a higher pitched ping. Yeah, the crowler gives you gives you the the girth. but the can gives you the yes, like the, the old, more the, the old, more natural the old commercials of like Coca Cola. Yeah. By the way, let's hold up the glasses next to each other. Okay, same color. Oh, I was, were you I was, worried there for a second? Well, I was curious. I was like, it's been a month. We've talked about how the yeast was kind of taking over. That I beer was, has been sitting in the same position for four weeks in a, in a, in a refrigerator. So I was curious if maybe some of the sediment had fallen, but it appears to be the same color, uh, at least at the top half of the can. Um, boy, I was going to say, could you imagine going back? I haven't listened when did I start doing the beer of the week time? No clue, dude. It's been so long. Like I know that's become the thing, right? And but... you didn't. And you didn't plan it. I didn't plan it. But you just started doing it. And as you held it, I've you cracked. added the pop. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You also added the pop in the beginning as well. But well, that's I... just because we've become heavier drinkers. Well, <laughs> we used to only do beer of the week. That used to be the only beer we drank. I know. And then you started coming in with, hey, let's have this during the segment. I was like, are we talking about it? No. No, let's just have a beer. I was like, all right, sure. I mean, it must have started not too far from the COVID, because the COVID wall is mostly beers we never talked about. Yeah. Well, They're I, just beers we had. I mean, there's tasting rooms filled in there and beers of the week filled in there. But there's so many beers up there that were just like, yeah, we just drank that during the pod. Yeah. Never talked about it. Yeah, I just, I'm curious because I know that's become the thing and I do it every time now, but like... Was that like episode seven that I was like, oh, this is cool? Or was it like episode 40? <laughs> hey, man, what it do? You know, I don't <laughs> know what to do. tell you, man. <laughs> All right, well, let's do day 28, the final day of tasting of beer of the week, hazy IPA edition. I will say the nose has become the most pronounced as it has been, at least to me, over the last four weeks of Without trying Without a doubt, it. and I think it is very yeast-driven nose. Yep. I think... I think this smells like hazy smelled to me. The yep. first three weeks, it smelled more hoppy, it smelled more floral. This now smells like a hazy. Yeah, I didn't expect this. This is one of the cool things that came from this beer organically that I... I mean, even talking with Corey, Travis, Rick... You know, the whole crew down there, even talking with them about it, I don't think we saw this coming. The aroma has been a big focal point for us on this beer. It has. And I don't think we expected that. It just kind of, it could be how our palates are now in talking about how far we've come. Or how we've learned to find little things yeah, by smelling the beer. And, and how to really kind of judge, quote unquote, or have an opinion on a beer. The aroma has been a hot topic for us. Well, I just took my first sip. You should do so now, uh, if you have yet stall, to do so. Stall, stall, stall. But, um, boy, this is really giving me hazy IPA that I've had over the last year and a half vibes now. Ooh. It has, it has changed from- Good vibes only? Uh, sure. Hazy vibes only, I that's, suppose. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> that's a barelick joke. The, uh, the first three weeks we tried this, it was like- 
a West Coast IPA that was made with the juice yeast that had mm-hmm. a, it was more unfiltered with a little bit of haze in it. Mm-hmm. And as it's been aging, <clears throat> it's becoming more and more like if you went out and just got a hazy IPA, this is what you would taste. It's kind of turned into that. I, think, I got I, the very first sip I took, I got huge juice vibes immediately on my palate. Like it tasted like I got the juice. I'm assuming that's the yeast because it is the juice yeast. Mm-hmm. The yeast was like, here's the flavor you're going to taste now. You're not going to get this from this hop or this from this hop. It's like, I'm the yeast. And I am the captain now. <laughs> Look into my eyes. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this last year with um, the West Coast Beer of the Week. We noticed when we got to day 28 that the hop expression had deteriorated. It hadn't disappeared. It was still a great beer, but it had kind of dwindled a little bit. This is interesting because I think you just nailed it on the head. As somebody that doesn't drink hazy IPAs because I don't like the house flavor of the style. I talk about house flavor a lot, and I mean it more specifically with breweries, but I think hazy IPA definitely has a quote-unquote house flavor like a a a litmus that they're that you are trying to reach to create hazy ipas to get your consumers to buy and buy into which is why this this style is not going anywhere this is easily my least favorite week mm-hmm. not to jump the gun on it but it's easily my least favorite week because this beer now tastes, as you said, like every other hazy. Yep. I think it is. I think it is still very quality done. I don't taste. I don't get that hidden diacetyl. There's that you no get, chalk that you get. There's no chalk. There's none of that hidden flavors that get masked by a lot of the process in making hazy IPAs. But yeah, if this beer just hit the shelf right now, I feel like staunch hazy drinkers would be all about it to where fast forward two weeks ago day 14 that would be rewinding and or sorry rewinding (laughs) thank you time um rewinding two weeks ago at day 14 and even another at day seven it I, was. It I was don't the, think. I don't think hazy drinkers would like this beer very it, much. Because remember, we sold this as the hazy that we would like to drink. Exactly. So you're right. It was more of a West Coast masquerading as a hazy mm-hmm. because it had the it had the unfiltered look to it. It had the juice yeast in it. It had a, the 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 build of the beer was a build of a hazy. It was just way more hop forward and bitter than a hazy normally is. Right. Um, yeah. And and this this now is. It gives you that initial juice bomb that you would expect in a hazy, but the finish is great. Yes. On, on hazies that, that we do not like, the finish is chalky. Mm-hmm. The finish is, is... It's a little too dry. Yeah. You know, and even though someone that loves hoppy beers dry, hazies that finish dry leave kind of a, an overly bitter taste in my mouth and not like a pleasant bitterness. Th- this has a... It, it, it hits you with the juice yeast immediately and then kind of clears itself back out to the to the way it was last week and two weeks ago. So it it's still, in my opinion, is the hazy the way that we would drink it. Mm-hmm. It's just aged to a point now where the yeast <clears throat> has taken on the dominant role of the flavor. Well, and I'll slurp the barrel-it kids here for a moment in this aspect. If this beer at this age came out right now, I think people that were at Market of Choice, New Seasons, Bottle Shops, or went to the Pie Hall or the Halsey Spot 
would taste this and be like, oh, Berlick makes hazies. Oh, I'm really into this. To where I would taste this and be like, yeah, Berlick makes hazies. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? To where <clears throat> that's what's really wild. And, and and it'll be fun when we do get to sit down with them and talk about this beer. It will be fun to ask them from a brewer standpoint what it is that took us from that hazy IPA for a West Coast drinker to the hazy IPA for a hazy IPA drinker. Because that's where this beer is now. Yeah. This beer is a hazy IPA for a hazy IPA drinker. If I put this in front of people, I think they'd go, yeah, I'm into that. Yep. And it's funny, I just gave one to my buddy Quinn, who works at Level, to take it out because uh, I wanted Jason Barbie, you know, friend of the show, been on the pod, uh, wanted him to taste it. And now I'm kind of like, oh, man, he's going to be like, yeah, it tastes like a fine hazy. What do you want? And it's like, oh, damn, I should have got that to him three weeks ago. Right. You know what I mean? Because this beer has changed so much, way more than last year. Yes. Way more. than, And I think we kind of anticipated that. Last year, the changes were there, but they were nuanced. This year, each seven days was a leap. They, they were different beers. Yeah. Each time they were different beers. And I think that's great for the part of experiment. And I hope... The cats down at Bear Lake, you crazy mofos down there. I hope this is a good experiment for them to see how their beer ages, you know, like an educational thing for them, because I love their beer. I am not smart enough to be them, but I hope that this stupid little thing we do once a week kind of did something fun for them. And since we've mentioned your name about 25 times on this podcast or more. I'm going to chug the rest of this beer. uh, You guys need to go shotgun a beer right now if you work at Barrelick, okay? There's no no question about if you're going to do it. It's already been decided. You just need a win. And I'll let you do dad beer. Sure. I mean, you you can shotgun whatever beer you want. We should make them shotgun Noble Stout. Yes, please. It sounds great. Okay, guys. You're going to shotgun Noble Stout. Be careful, because if they're listening and we go to record a show, they might make you shotgun a Noble Stout. Okay. On the record. I mean... On the record. Will I finish it? I don't know. That sounds really difficult to shotgun. It's very thick. (laughs) Just open the gullet. Let it flow. Just open the gullet. Let it go down. Don't call me Shirley. Goes easy down the throat. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Let us know what you thought about Day 28. If you are more of a classic hazy drinker, is this the day that you liked it the best? That's really what I want to know. If you out there are a hazy drinker, like... Try to put blinders on and say you just got this brand new hazy from a store and tell me what you think. Is this better than day 0, 7, 14, and 21 for you as well? Last time. What's your favorite week? Oh, uh, for me, it was day 14 again. It, it was the same as last year. It kind of it hits this perfect note where the hops really kind of... It's almost as it's like their last hurrah. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to fade a tiny bit, but right now we're really in your face, and I really liked it. Uh, I'm going to go outside the box and thinking about this on the fly. I'm going to say day seven. Okay. Either day seven or day zero. I think I well, really we agreed that day fresh. zero was was green. Was great, though. yeah. Was, was a little green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say day seven. I think that's where it really hit for me. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. Let us know what you thought about Day 28 and the experiment as a whole. Instagram.com slash beers on us. We'll be back next week. Probably not at Barrelick for next week's episode because we need to record in a weekend. So that'll be the following week. But we'll uh, we'll have something good for you every Thursday, 4 o'clock. We'll see you then. Cinco's.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.